Hello, everyone. Welcome into the hop. You. Steven here. Gabe is with me, as he usually is. What's going on? Are you a fan of art of any kind? Are you a fan of beer with really awesome artwork on it? Does that make you want to drink it even more? Are you a fan of paintings? Are you a fan of music? Are you a fan of film? Are you a fan of literally any art? If you answered no, you need a new soul. Get out! If you answered yes, you need to listen to this episode because this is going to be one for you. This episode is going to be so dope. This brewery we're highlighting today is unlike any other brewery. We are drinking Collective Arts. And we are so ready. We are so ready to get this episode on its toes. And so without further ado, hey, Steven. Hey, Gabe. Let's grab a drink. Collective Arts from Canada. Collective Arts, C-A, C-A, Canada, Canada. The beer is in a can. I don't know. I'm, oh, just, I'm, I'm riffing. mind blown. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are a sick brewery that, um, I mean, we're going to get into it. We have a lot to they, cover today. We have so much to cover today. Uh, before we jump into any of it, we did just want to take... Uh, a hot minute um, to just address something real quick, a little bit of housekeeping, if you will. Um, we are, like everyone, watching what's going on um, and listening to what's going on in, in the news and certainly with the protests and everything like that. Um, we've addressed it on this show. Uh, but we have been having conversations with each other about, you know, what really can we do with the small platform or institution or whatever it is that we've built here um, to ensure that we are are participating in any way that we can. Um, and to that end, what we've decided is that once a month uh, for of the four shows we put out a month, one show every month will feature a Black-owned brewery uh, in the spirit of diversity, inclusion, and making sure that everyone is heard. I'm also excited about it because I think we're just going to try some awesome beer that maybe we don't get to see everywhere. Um, Like Steven said, we wanted to kind of show our support, um, but also we really wanted to highlight Black-owned breweries. Um, I I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but um, there aren't a lot of Black-owned breweries in there's there's like 60 in America. Yeah, there's really not a lot. Not and a lot. so, yeah, we're uh, we're really excited. Um, we're going to do our very, very best to get our hands on the beer itself. Um, some breweries are a little far away, but um, we're persistent and we're stubborn as hell. So we are going to make sure uh, we do whatever we can to really uh, highlight those breweries. So that's our commitment to uh, you, the listeners, to the breweries that we feature once a month, starting in the month of July and in perpetuity, uh, one week out of every month will be devoted to a black-owned brewery. And if you have any breweries, we, we've done our research and we, we've looked up the list, but I mean, there could be some that we missed. If you have any suggestions for us, please, 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 please let us know. Let us know what to drink. Let us know where we can get it. Let us know where they're, lo- what city and state they're located in. Um, there's a few in New York. There's a couple in California. We're going to do our best, but please, please let us know. Work together with us on this and uh, let's do it. And if you know anybody who is a black home brewer. I'll take that too. I'll go I'll go hang out. So with that, uh we're going to dive into our first piece of news which is kind of along the same lines. Uh and we're talking about the Black is Beautiful Global Beer Collaboration. Uh this has been developed in response to um the the movement that is currently taking place in the country and the world. Uh it was spearheaded by Weathered Souls Brewing Company. Uh, and Black is Beautiful invites any brewer to use the base stout beer recipe 
that they've provided and then add their own twist or ideas. This is another one of these collaboration brews we've seen a lot of. A lot of times you see them for charity. This one is no exception to that. Uh, participating breweries are asked to donate 100% of the beer's proceeds to uh, a local foundation that are that is committed to the long-term work of equality. The mission of Black is Beautiful uh, is to bridge the gap and provide a platform to show that the brewing commu- community is an inclusive place for everyone of color. Um, recently, it was joined by Urban South Brewery, which is the largest craft brewery in New Orleans. So um, that's really uh, great to have a brewery with that kind of, of muscle behind this beer. Uh, their creation will be released to the public in early July, and the brewery will be donating proceeds from their beer sales to the New Orleans Youth Empowerment Project. Uh, but just uh, great to see the beer industry. You know, the beer industry, I mean, this goes, like I said, along the lines of what we were just talking about. But I don't think it's a secret that it's a pretty white-dominated industry. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's a white male-dominated industry. We even talked about it when we were talking about uh, New Belgium and Kim Jordan yeah. and just, you know, the, the challenges she's faced. But it's it's a industry that is, um, at least the face of it, is largely white male. But there are certainly uh, people of color uh, and, and much more diverse people brewing beer. Uh, and so I'm just excited about this and about what we just mentioned because hopefully we'll get to bring those voices to the forefront and try better beer because of it. Exactly. We are moving right along. The Mass Brewers Guild is hosting a virtual variety show. Um, and guess when it is, Stephen? Uh, when is it, Gabe? It's friggin' tonight from 8 to 9. So once you're done oh listening God. to this episode, tune in to the virtual variety show. Uh, breweries will basically join together, all, you know, social distancing and whatnot. They're offering behind-the-scenes tours, tasting, sneak peeks, and to bring a taste of the craft beer culture right into your living room. Beer trivia and Instagram scavenger haunt. They've got giveaways. Special guest musicians are also joining. It's going to be really, really cool. You can check it out by going to MBG's Facebook page. That's Mass Beer Guild's Facebook page. Uh, the event will raise funds for the state's trade association that exists to protect and promote the interests of craft breweries across the Commonwealth. Now, this online event is going to raise funds telethon style, asking viewers to donate what they can throughout the program. And there's a bunch of breweries participating. It was really dope to see. We've got Amherst Brewing Company, Castle Island, Cambridge Brewing, Barrel House Z, Exhibit A Brewing, Four Star Farms, Harpoon, Jack's Abbey, Medusa, <laughs> Mighty Squirrel. Shouting them out because they've been on the show. Night Shift, Redemption, Redemption Rock, River Sticks, Sam Adams, Spencer Brewery, Springdale Barrel Room. I haven't even started drinking yet. What is wrong with me? Timberyard, Treehouse, and Warren Town. More are joining every single day. It's a really cool thing to see. Check it out tonight after you listen to us. If you are not one of the people who listens to the show the day it comes out, now you missed out. Get on that. Sucks to be you. Fix fix yourself. Okay, this next piece of news. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. When I'm when I was researching this, it made it gave me a straight up head headache for like a while. Yeah. Um. Okay, Oregon's Craft Brew Alliance is divesting from Kona's Hawaii operations to clear the way for a successful acquisition of Craft Brew Alliance by Anheuser-Busch. So Craft Brew Alliance is trying to merge with Anheuser-Busch, and in order to clear the way for that to happen, they're divesting from Kona's Hawaii operations. Uh, The company that is purchasing the Hawaii operations is called PV Brewing Partners, uh, and that purchase is uh, estimated to cost about $16 million. Um, also, PV Brewing Partners is a company partially owned by a former by the former president of Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch will maintain control of Kona's brand in the other 49 states outside of Hawaii. Okay, all of this is like really technical, and there's a lot of figures and facts thrown around, and the bottom line is... CBA, this is just a super complicated, proactive way for them to get around regulation and make sure that this deal goes through. Um, That's all that really is. Uh, Ultimately, what does it mean for beer drinkers? 
I don't know. It means that it means uh, we gotta get our be, hands on some Kona. It well, Kona's but see, Kona's already owned by Anheuser Busch, so it's it's we gotta ride that wave, I mean. Steven. <laughs> get on that wave, that big, ride that big wave. Uh, Kona. It means that in if you live in Hawaii, you might be able to find some local Kona that's better than the Kona the rest of us get on the mainland. Mm. I guess. Uh, or more crafty or different. Um, but also Anheuser-Busch has the option to take anything that Kona does in Hawaii that they perceive as marketable and bring it to the mainland. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've I've certainly had Kona pre and post Anheuser-Busch. Um, I've actually never been able to try it. I've never seen it anywhere. Oh, well. I feel, well, well I mean, I feel join like. Join me in California. It's fucking everywhere oh i'm sure i I feel like i never really like look for it that's why but i mean i see it like online all the time like if i'm shopping for maybe we'll do a kona episode one day but it's fine um but it is i mean it's it's an anheuser-busch operation it's distributed in all 50 states and just right now one of those 50 states will be owned by another company but still primarily owned by anheuser-busch and by the way, that guy also is a former president of Anheuser-Busch. All very complicated, all very weird, technical, legal mumbo-jumbo to just make a deal go through. But it just, it seemed like $16 million seemed like a lot of money, and we felt like we should tell you about it. So that's why it's in the news. Let's move on. <laughs> and finally, very, very quickly, uh, we are starting to see breweries reopen their tap rooms. Breweries such as Founders, Dogfish Inn, Modern Times, in downtown L.A., Coin Toss, Stone Brewing, and, uh, you know, California is rescinding a law requiring breweries to serve food, so you can go there just for a beer, and a similar request was sent to the governor of uh, Illinois. Um, Now, listen, this is dope. This is awesome. We can finally go get beer in certain places. However, only let your guard down so much. Let's keep being proactive. I know you're sick of hearing it, but listen, wear the mask, wear the gloves, wash your ass, Purell, drink it, you know, do everything you can to stay safe. Don't do that. Maybe don't do all of that, but you know what I mean. Do what you can to stay safe. That way (laughs) it has alcohol in it. That's let's be very clear (laughs) about that. Mr. President, do not drink Purell. Uh, Do what you can to stay safe. Yeah. Ha- the virus healthy. is still out there, people. Just, just because if be if vigilant. you if everyone follows the rules for like a little while longer, then eventually all the tap rooms will be open and we'll all get to go. So don't ruin yeah. it for us, Dad. Okay, we're like we're thirsty, so we're we're we gonna start drinking beer now. Um. So it's my turn for a toast, um, but we are changing things up today. Tomorrow is Juneteenth, and we really wanted to commemorate that day by uh, any way we could. Um, we weren't exactly sure how we could do that. There is nothing, you know, Stephen and I can really say to really have the correct words. Um, so we are going to hand things over to the late, great Maya Angelou for our toast today. Um, just... Just like I said, just to commemorate the day. Um, So, Maya, take it away. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like suns and like moons, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I'll rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh, does it come as a surprise that I dance 
as if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear I rise bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go rising. Uh, yeah. Mm. Juneteenth. Maya Angelou, how we we thought about reading one of her poems and then we just knew it wouldn't be as good. That was we couldn't beautiful. say it like that. Yeah, absolutely not. So let's drink. what you got pumped ready in this can i'm i'm just excited because gabe and i are drinking the same beer and it literally seems to happen like <sighs> every blue moon at this point yeah uh so we're kicking things off with the jam up the mash which is a dry hopped sour it was a special release for a while and then people raised their voices and collective arts heard the cry and now it's part of their core series uh, it is a kettle hopped sour, uh, coming in at 5.2% ABV with 35 IBUs. It's got a 92 from Beer Advocate. Uh, it's got Vic Secret, Citra, and Mosaic hops in there. We are and both drinking this out of Tiku glasses. I finally friggin' have one, so Steven would stop Gabe lighting me about glass. it. <laughs> Thanks again for that. And, uh, oh yeah, definitely. That like hey not hazy that that golden beer color, um it's yeah, got a it's kind of hazy it's definitely like it's not cl- super clear yeah yeah the head retention for mine is uh stayed pretty nicely um it kind of dissipated when the beer first poured and then eventually like f- came back I don't think I've ever seen a head do that and I've got about an inch yeah. of fluffy white head mine took a while to collapse it kind of settled into a ring around the glass um the lacing is minimal i poured a little too much there. so i can't tell if it has lacing or not because i don't <laughs> want to spill it the brewery describes it as uh after the never-ending battle between the hop heads and sour lovers uh we decided to appease the two using the hops that i mentioned this brew is juicy sour and extremely refreshing Sour and hops in perfect quenching harmony. So the idea here, I guess, is to like bridge the gap between hop lovers and yeah. sour lovers. I, I, I'm very, when I read the description about it, I became very interested because I thought, okay, it's either going to be soury or hoppy. Like, I feel like it's, how can you do both? So I'm excited to see if I enjoy their spin on it. Well, I just took an I just took an oh, a whiff, yeah. if you will, and I think they might pull it off because yeah. it's got it's got that astringent uh, thing on the nose, like you know it's going to be sour up front. So right. you definitely get hit with the yeast, the esters, the minerality, but you also get citrus. You definitely get juiciness. You get like for me, I get like lime and maybe some grapefruit, maybe even a little peach. I'm, like, there's a little bit of hoppiness behind it. Like there's a bitterness there. Yeah, I'm getting right off the bat. I'm getting just juice, juicy, juicy, juicy. But I'm also getting that uh, citrus. That it's the citrus. I feel like it's like very juicy and very citrus forward with the hop in the background. Um, I'm not smelling it yeah. right away, but I feel like I will taste it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very complex for. For a sour, 
I, I don't mm, know. I mean, especially I think, a kettle sour. I feel like sours yeah. are by themselves like can be, but I, I don't know. I think it depends on the type of sour, you know. Uh, so, I mean, real quick, I guess, uh, what is a kettle sour? Basically, when we call a beer a kettle sour, it means that it's soured in the tank, meaning it wasn't put in like a, it wasn't like put in an aging barrel or anything like that, right? It's a quick souring. Sure. This is the, the method that gives us uh, Goza's Berliner Weiss. Basically, brewers add a bacteria to the mash called lacto. Uh, it's a probiotic that converts sugars to lactic lactic acid, and it's the same culture that you would find in yogurt and sauerkraut so like that Mm. to me really rings true like if you if you have like greek yogurt that acidity right is what i get off this beer and it's what and it's the reason that kettle sours like a goza or berliner weiss or like this one tend to be way more acidic than the ones that are picking up bacteria from the earth from a barrel from you know something that's aged in a feeder anything like that right it just it smells like it's gonna be epic so i mean i don't know why we're still wasting time as steven takes a sip guess i'll do it too here we go (laughs) my bad i was like gabe's talking let me sip this um hmm the interesting yeah (laughs) yes wait a minute Wait, 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 wait 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 a minute Okay, so I'm getting the the tartness isn't as strong as I thought it would gonna be. Um, I'm not really getting the yeastiness. I'm getting more of the juice and the citrus and all that fun stuff. But I don't know if this is the right word to describe it. For you going down, it was like smooth for me. Was it like that for you? It's it's. I mean, the first thing that hits me like right up front at the beginning is a little bit of sour acidity, but then really quickly, I mean, I get a whole lot of citrus, yeah, um, which I think is the hoppiness at work. I mean, this is not, add a little bit of bitter to this, take away some of the acidity, and you have a juicy IPA. You know what I mean? Yeah, I that, that's what I'm saying. Like 100%. Guava for sure. Grapefruit for sure. Uh, it's... It's just... It tastes uh, like carbonated juice to me. Like it's just so easy to drink. There's a little bit of carbonation. A little bit of the zing that you get like in your mouth. But I mean... I don't. I was expecting... I was just expecting it to be like... I don't know if stronger is the right word, like, like tougher. And it's not, and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, Hmm. Okay. This, this could, this is chuggable. It's, I mean, it's got a zinc, like it's definitely got a tanginess to it. It's peppery in the mouth, but it's, uh, at least to me, um, but it's, and it's pretty well carbonated. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's, I mean, it's crisp and refreshing. Oh, there's that um, lemon lime. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and what uh, I did was I swished it around in my mouth a little bit. I didn't just sip it, mm. like swish it around, like get it all around, and then take a swallow. It's 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 like it's like you know the the iPhone game Fruit Ninja. It's like somebody's doing that in my mouth. <laughs> this beer is Fruit Ninja, um, <laughs> trademark pendant. It's a it's a very interesting blending of styles. I'm kind of blown away by it i definitely see why people were clamoring for it to come back i mean if you're somebody who likes sours this is a different one if you're somebody who likes ipas but you're kind of tired of them and you're looking for a way to freshen it up like this is uh different this is for sure like i could see a sour lover loving this i could see an ipa lover loving this i could see you know if you're looking for a light fruitful flavorful drink i mean this is for almost any club you know what i mean yeah i mean this is uh there's there is a lot going on here it's complex um i'm getting a whole slew of uh different fruit and citrus which um is great i'm not getting a whole lot of the malt character i think that that's pretty muted yeah um 
I'm not getting that as well. Um, but I'm getting, you know, but it's it's like a nice one to sip on. And there's no, I mean, you don't taste the alcohol at all. That's very well hidden. Um, For a 5.2. Okay. Now, here's something that I just need to address. Um, we've alluded in the past, you know, we, we tend to look up... Um, uh, research these beers on the various sites that people review beers on to make sure that our take is uh, generally in line with what makes sense with the beer, but also just to see what other people are picking up in the beer. If somebody came out and said, I get a whole lot of coffee in this sour, I would be intrigued, confused, and I would look for it. <laughs> Nobody did. but We would call them and say, yeah, what you mean? What? Uh, but I would just like to read some of the aromas that um, one beer advocate user, <laughs> uh, Super Spack, uh, put on here. Oh, he said, man. aromas of big tart, sour lemon, lime, orange, red grapefruit, peach, pear, pineapple, passion fruit, papaya, mango, melon, guava, blueberry, gooseberry, red, green apple, white, grape, wine, citrus peel, zest, hay, straw, herbal, floral, grass, wheat, cracker, and white bread with lighter notes of peppercorn, pine, lactofunk and yeast earthiness he then copy and pasted the same line that i just read to you under taste and then again under lingering notes okay 30 second rant Okay, here's the thing. You do not taste all of those things in one beer. He basically Googled the word citrus and then listed every fruit that's ever existed under the citrus category in one sentence and then copy and pasted it over and over and over again. Gooseberry, isn't gooseberry savory? I thought gooseberry was more like tomato than a fruit. And this is exactly the problem. This is why people think that beer snobs are snobby. If you write something like that, which doesn't make any sense and isn't based on any analysis, it's just copy and pasted line over and over and over again. Nobody... I do have to say, I'm right there with you. When I read this review... After you had told me about it, I read it and I thought I was reading the same line. Like, you know how when you're reading a book, you're like, oh, I just read that line. Like, because you just get lost in the words. I kept being like, I'm reading the same line over and over again. And then I realized like, oh, no, he just wrote it for everything. So either he's an 11 year old kid who doesn't know what he's doing or he's just a lazy man who's trolling. I I don't know. I don't mean to look everyone's take on beer is everyone's take and we said at the jump of this show that we're not trying to be beer nerds but i feel like you know we do break down the beer and we provide an analysis as best we can and i think that that tends to make us sound like beer nerds but reading something like that to me is exactly the thing that uh makes craft beer seem snobby and exclusive And if I read something like that and I'm like, well, I'm not getting all that off this beer, so I'm out. I'm going to go have a Bud Light. You know what I mean? Okay, the reason for the 30-second rant is that I'm not going to keep talking about this. We're going to move on. I've let it go. Great. (laughs) Anyway. Before we move on to any other beers or any further, we have to talk about the can art. Now, we're going to go into a little bit later about the art of collective arts as a whole, but for this specific beer, so... Our can art is different, and you don't see that a lot. Steven's uh, can art is called, what is it called? Mine uh, is an uh, illustration called Fiery Rebirth. It's by Rumbo Chin, and uh, it kind of features a bunch of black swans bursting through some kind of red-purple flame. You can see pictures of all of our beers on our Instagram. And also, we should make clear, I don't know if we really uh, set it up front, but they they pair a different artist with every beer, um, or in this case, multiple artists. So every can is really unique and features the work of the artist, and then the artist's name is on the can along with a code that you can click or a text that you can text. It's their phone number. You can call them artist. and... See if they're free for a drink. Okay. one eight seven seven idols 3 But um, so that's what we're talking about, if we didn't make it clear. And that is what's on my can. 
and Gabe's same beer, different can, same beer, different artist. I don't have like a title. I don't think I. Um, uh, the artist is uh, his name is Rich Two. Um, and this the the can I have. It's basically uh, I'm Rich Two. I'm Rich I mean, Two. It... <laughs> it's basically a mouth with one, two, three, four, five tongues sticking out. It's really cool though. It's very very interesting and and different. It is my favorite can. Of the four <laughs> that we have, you. it's my favorite can. Um, so this is part of the Sunday afternoon series. Um, this isn't a series that's specific toward collective arts. It's a collaboration. Um, Sunday afternoon is an artist management agency and multidisciplinary creative studio where a time of day is a state of mind. And one of their associates, his name, like I said, Rich Too, um, he is the he's an animator not animator sorry he's an illustrator uh the vice president of digital design for mtv vh1 cmt and logo and a member of aiga new york's board of directors he is a first generation filipino american and an award-winning artist who is currently residing in good old brooklyn he designed the can um he's worked with sunday afternoon a little bit like I said, it is a uh, bit of a collaboration, and uh, yeah, it's just really, really awesome to see. Um, the great thing is that these these are not, you know, I mean, we we talked a lot about art last week with Grimm, but these are not artists designing cans. These right. are artists whose art is being put on, on the, can. the can. I mean, you yeah. get to submit a painting or an illustration or a piece of music or whatever, and they'll put it on the can. If it's a music, they'll put your album cover that, on there. Yeah, album you, cover, you know, yeah. Or if you don't have an album cover, something else, and like, you know, with a handle that people can find you at. Like, they'll help promote your art, whatever it is. You've got to go to the website. Collective Arts has an entire section dedicated to just the artwork. And it's not, like like Steven said, it's it's all really different. It's, it's the type of art, like every, okay... I saw so many labels that I thought I would love that on like a t-shirt, you know what I mean? Or like a tattoo. Mm-hmm. They have a tattoo series where it's like a picture of a person, like uh, an 18th century, like queen. And she's got like neck tattoos. Like it looks so awesome. Oh. There's one, there's one that I know you would love. It's Shakespeare, but he's in like a therapy session. Oh my God. He's like my spirit animal. He's like laying back on the couch, like with his hands crossed on his chest, like looking up at the sky and there's a guy behind him like writing and it's like clearly it's Shakespeare in a therapy session. Give him a beer and that's, that's my whole, that's my business card. (laughs) Call me. It's kind of hilarious because last week I felt like we were really celebrating a brewery owned by artists, by artists, (laughs) for artists. And now it's like. Fast forward a week and we were like, oh. Um. I mean, Collective Arts is just, they also feature music acts at their brewery. They have a brewery in Ontario, Canada, A, and uh, they're opening one in Brooklyn as well. Um, A. Um, Yeah, they got one in Hamilton, Ontario, A. They got one in Brooklyn. They got one in Brooklyn, A. A. (laughs) (laughs) Also, yes. Um, Before we move on, last thoughts on this sour. It's, uh, it's... Not the sour you think it's going to be. When you think of a dry hopped kettle sour in my head, I am picturing lactic acid. And while you do get that, um, that is a part of the flavor profile. Uh, What you're going to find is a whole lot more complexity in the citrus notes that are in there. Um, Predominantly for me, guava, passion fruit, uh, and maybe a little mango. Um, And for super spec, every fruit that's ever existed uh, in the citrus category. For you? This beer is going to put you in a lighter mood. So if you're just feeling heavy and groggy and just full of, there's just something going on and you're just weighted down, you get this beer on a nice summer day, maybe with a couple friends six feet apart from each other, this beer is going to turn your day around. And I firmly believe that as someone who doesn't really particularly like sours. I give it an 8 out of 10, 8.5 out of 10. Well, uh, we got more to do. We got more to see. There's plenty more tour. Stick around. Suck it, super spec. (laughs) Got him. All right. (sighs) All right. We're parting ways now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. See you later. Uh, And I'm going down the path of the trading tales 
dry hopped lager. Uh, this beer is a collaboration with Dancing Gnome Brewery in Pittsburgh, which, I mean, just as an aside, what do we have to do to get them on the show, Gabe? Dude. We're going to any, Pittsburgh. Dancing Gnome? Da- any Anything with that sort of title, sign me up. I know, seriously. Um, this beer has an ABV of 5.1%. Uh, IBU-wise, doesn't matter. Beer Advocate no rating um it's pretty new it's it was just released uh this spring uh to look at it i would say on the srm chart it's like maybe a three or a four it's pretty light uh it's a nice very low yeah nice light yellow straw color um not terribly hazy uh i can see through it pretty well i will say the head was this nice pillowy white foamy head that dissipated slowly so it had a good bit of retention and it's got a good amount of lacing and legs along the glass it's uh nice and clingy to the sides of the glass now this is a lager um as i said but it's it's dry hopped uh with strata and citra hops for some notes of citrus tropical passion fruit and a little bit of dankness but also having the clean crisp finish you'd expect from a lager so in a way it's kind of similar to what we were just doing with the sour it's like we've taken a kettle sour and we've given it a whole lot of hoppy juicy citrusness citrusness to kind of blend the two styles and here we've got a lager but it's also got a bunch of strata and citra dry hopping to give it some give it some character yeah you know what the wild thing is is like i would not expect to put my nose to a lager and get the <laughs> amount of juiciness that I just got off this. Like that. Oh wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't think that when you think, especially dry hopped. No, I mean when you think of lager, you're thinking biscuit, cereal, spicy. Yeah, I mean I get I get citrus. The malt character is there, but I don't know that it's too pronounced on the nose. The nose is pretty clean and pretty citrus forward, and we're talking like orange tangerine type citrus. Okay. With a slight grassiness behind that that makes you wonder, are there hops in there? There are. <laughs> there better be. Um Did I just drink an IPA? Like what the fuck? What is this? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Who was it that does uh was it was it Jack's Abbey that has their India Pale lager because they don't brew at they only brew lagers that's jack's yeah i want yeah i want to say yes yeah i mean this is um i okay i'm sorry i'm just um i'm taken aback uh (laughs) because i wrote you know i i wrote here well it's probably gonna have you know malt first up front you're gonna get the biscuit character of a lager and then you're gonna get citrus not the case the first thing that hits you is the citrus orange grapefruit lemon tangerine and then the hoppiness is behind that and it's a an ipa hoppy hoppiness it's a dankness i mean you you know it's not cashmere hop dank but it's it's it tastes like strata and citra hops it tastes like a well hopped ipa not a west coast ipa but a new england yeah for sure um in the mouth it's crisp it's clean um it's dry uh but bitter so it's thirst quenching um and it it's refreshing it leaves you it's just not what i thought i was getting but i'm pleasantly surprised um nice yeah it's just uh very surprising because you don't find a lot of you don't find that much bitter in a lot of lagers um and then we have to talk about the can art of course now, this was canned on April 1st. April Fool's. Just kidding. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why like, you're tasting yeah, different things. Maybe because it, they were like, well, we're canning IPA. it on April 1st. We, yeah, they, they just put a different beer in there. Uh, and the artwork on it is an illustration by a British artist named Duckvec. I think I'm saying that right. Could be Duck Check. I don't know. We call him Doc. A.K.A. Kieran Gorick Sandal. 
Um, he's been living and breathing creative art throughout a solid career spanning over 15 years. What I'm looking at is it kind of looks like like a totem pole or something. It's like um, yeah, on this really vibrant it, like they look like background animals. Yeah, they look like angry birds or something, but like much <laughs> thinner. <laughs> Uh, he is a well-versed illustrator, successfully built an impressive creative portfolio, working for brands such as the BBC, Penguin Books, Sunday Times, as well as the British Council and Ninja Tune, to name a few. Uh, he's a multidiscipline creative lead for a West London corporate giant. He has enjoyed a successful track record in managing branding agencies and running an in-house design teams, as well as setting the creative tone and feel for dozens of full-fledged national marketing campaigns. You can look him up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, D-O-C-V-E-K is his name. Um, but yeah, it's an untitled piece of artwork that's really vibrant and uh, eye-catching. And again, you can find a picture of it on our Instagram. Gabe? Yes. Drink away. Thank God. I am drinking the fun, the creative, the very different Collective Arts Fest Pineapple Vanilla IPA, an ale brewed with pineapple, vanilla, and lactose. Um, I have read many things about this beer, and I don't know whether I'm going to love it or I'm going to hate it, because that's the consensus online. It's either really good or not their favorite. So here we go. Uh, ABV, we're looking at a 6%. IBUs, nah. Uh, on the SRM chart, we are looking, I would say, between like a 6 and an 8. Uh, very, very hazy. Cannot mm -hmm. see through it. Um, it's got that golden color. Uh, if, you know, a little shades darker, it would be on the side of like a little brownish, a little, little bit. Um, Beer Advocate gave it an 83. Untapped gave it a 3.85. Um, it has, when I first poured it, the head was a little bit bigger right now. Um, very, very tiny, but it did retain a little bit, um, little bit of lacing, um, on the sides. It's, it's moving down slowly. I'm sure that may change as I start sipping on it, uh, and whatnot on the nose. Okay. I'm definitely getting the pineapple. It, I've read a lot of reviews that said pineapple juice, pineapple juice, pineapple juice. And I am smelling that. Um, I am smelling a little bit of this, not spicy creaminess, but a little bit of like the heaviness. I can kind of just tell right away. Like, I don't know if I'm going to put this in the dessert beer column. I probably won't, but I think that's kind of the direction it's heading in. Um, because like I said, a lot, a lot of other people also mentioned it was kind of like a milkshake IPA mm. type of deal, like the milkshake IPA's cousin, so to speak. Um, there's is there's the, a lot of sweetness. Is there lactose in it or no? Yes, it is made with lactose. So okay. it's it's got that vibe to it. Mm. So when you read that, you might automatically think like, all right, well, you know, this is going to be a little different. It, um, it's so funny because it reminds me so much of the beer I was drinking last week from Grimm. Right, yeah. All the beers are starting to really pop, like the pina pop. Well, it's like right that was you know Tahitian vanilla, pineapple juiciness, milkshake IPA, and I was going, is this going to be dessert beer or is this going to be more IPA? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what you think. Um, definitely smelling the vanilla. It's definitely there. It's subtle, but it's there. Um, before I dive into it, I just wanted to mention real quickly uh, on the website. So every year they have their Collective Arts Festival, um, obviously not happening this year, um, but this Why? is their, oh, there's this new, there's this new girl going around. Her name is Rona and she's just destroying the towns we live in. This beer was their recent development for the arts festival for this year. I guess last year it was a different kind and they switched it up. I guess they switch it up every year or every other year, which is pretty cool. Um, they have described it as being loaded with delicious pineapple, creamy lactose, and sweet vanilla. To ramp up the punch of pineapple flavor and aroma, we're dry hopping this brew with Sultana hops, renowned for their bright pineapple character. The result is an insanely refreshing IPA. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was not expecting... Oh, wait. <laughs> Pina pop, man. Wow. I don't 
everyone is just screaming pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. No, I'm screaming vanilla, vanilla, vanilla creaminess. Really? Like there's pineapple in it and you can tell and it's definitely there. But like the first thing off the top, like right hit me right in the face, vanilla and creaminess. Mm. Well, that's kind of like it's kind of like there should be a a vanilla like stock in this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the little vanilla, not bean, but just the little the long stock piece should just be sure. Should just be like floating in this beer, like that's what I'm getting right off the top. It's it's got that citrusness to it, and it's got that those overall flavors. But yeah, this is like I, wow, creaminess. It it's 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 definitely medium to full bodied, and it's carbonated, so it's not like you know ice cream. But it's it's got the sweetness to it, but it also has that little bit of a punch. Do you get um, the citrus? I mean, do you get, you said you can tell there's pineapple in there. Like, do you get citrus notes? Do you get the sweet citrus side the ci- of things? The sweet citrus side, I feel like for me, is more on the nose than it is the taste. Mm. I mean, I'm getting them in both, but when when you smell it, it's like, okay, it's pineapple with a little bit of vanilla. And then when you taste it, it's flipped completely mm, yeah it's crazy okay. it's it's very i do like it it is a little like i you know this is definitely not a i don't know if i'd be able to have more than two of these in a day but i'm just it's laughing very good. It's like i'm listening to playback from me from last week it's like the same it, yeah exactly it's, so it's crazy uh because you I, didn't know I about was, that when you bought this beer that was right, yeah. And when I when I went to go get the beers, I I found the little collective arts section, and I said, okay, you know, we're both going to do the the sour jam. Let's grab that. And then I just read the label: pineapple vanilla IPA made with lactose. Yes. Um, let's let's get out of here. Sign me we're, up. We're, we're let's go home, boys. Like we got it. So, but yeah, I it's 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 interesting. I I'm I'm a little surprised people were saying like. A lot of reviews I read, it was kind of like, it was good, but like not for me. I probably wouldn't get it again. I would get it again. It's just, I don't, you know, you can't, you certainly can't like crush this. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm drinking it, the lacing is very, very sticky. It's going down very slowly. Um, Not a dessert beer. I would not give it a dessert beer profile, but a creamy IPA that. Do you get hops? Do you get bitter? You know what? I'm sure I do, but it's very hard to tell because of the flavors yeah. and because of the creaminess and because of the... I mean, because like when you say IPA, like I guess, I mean, it is an IPA. There's There's got to be bitterness in there somewhere, but like I'm trying to Yeah, there's, imagine. there's a little bit of bite on the tongue to yeah. it, like that you get as you're like, after you take a couple sips... I've noticed that a lot with beer too. It's always like I can always tell more the more I drink it rather than it's like yeah drinking. I was listening to to a conversation about that yesterday. It's like when you eat food, whatever's cooked is what it is. But when you drink right. things, and this is absolutely true of cocktails, but it's true of beer and wine as well, is that it's a it's a process. It transitions. As you're drinking it. It's especially true of cocktails because the ice melts into the drink, right? So it completely changes the drink as you go through it. There's a it's a it's a ongoing recipe. Beer isn't quite like that because there's no ice in there, but it does change. I mean, the flavor completely changes as it warms. That's why if you're gonna sample liquor or anything like that, like if you put ice in it, even if the ice isn't melting in it and watering it down, the flavor the flavors yeah. change with temperature. It's definitely a thing. Uh, my artwork was made by Mark Oliver. Um, this is this beer is part of the Mind Blown series, or better known as Series Fifteen. Um, Mark is a uh, he lives in Worthington, United Kingdom, a full time professional artist and award winning illustrator. He actually did a few of their uh, labels um, in different series. Um, on the site there there showed uh I, th- I believe there were like five of them um but uh yeah just really just different interesting artwork and uh there's like a dude 
leaning all the way back with his head like blown off. Blue can not blown off. Nice. But with he he looks like he's doing the Michael Jackson like <laughs> and then his head is just coming apart because of how happy this beer is and how exquisite it is. And you can um, see this artwork on our Instagram at the HO Podcast. And our Twitter. If Check you it like out. Like, in. comment, subscribe, all that fun shit. Uh, uh, but yeah. Collective really Arts great. Brewing. Okay, we should talk a little bit about their history. Um, they were founded in 2013 Indeed. by Matt Johnston and Bob Russell in Hamilton, Ontario, oh, Canada. Canada. They seek to combine the craft of brewing with the inspired talents of emerging and seasoned artists, musicians, photographers, and filmmakers. They have worked with more than 700 artists at this point across various mediums and across the globe. Their products are available across Canada. A. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> with the exception. I don't think you should. <laughs> with the exception of British Columbia and Quebec. Uh, their products are also available in the Northeast USA. So they're available in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Illinois. They also ship beer to Italy, Spain, and Melbourne, Australia. They are a grassroots craft brewery. Uh, they are aiming to fuse the creativity of craft beer with the inspired talents of emerging artists and musicians, as we previously mentioned. Uh, their owners based their brewery off of two beliefs. The first, that creativity fuels creativity. And the second, that creativity yields delicious pints. They feature limited edition works of art, and they are trying to be as diverse and creative as the artists that they are currently profiling for each beer. And of course, their brewery is in Canada, as we mentioned, but they also have a Brooklyn brewery coming at some point coming soon, which is Dope. cool. And... Um, they contract brew as well. So, like, the beers I'm drinking were brewed in Wisconsin at... Same. Oh, yeah? The same place? Yeah, both of mine were At uh, well. Octopi Brewing in yep. Wanakee, Wisconsin. Um, they've got... And they've got, I mean, what's on tap? Beer. <laughs> beers on beers. Beers everywhere. Uh, they have a few... They have a, a flagship series, which was... A couple IPAs. Um, they they won a World Beer Cup award for their Strange, Stranger Than Fiction Porter, which I believe they continue to brew. And then they have you know a beer archive. I mean, go to their website, take a look around, uh, and you can filter it out by. I don't know. Are you looking for a, a limited release double IPA? Well, they've got seven of them. Can I point you in the direction of the uh, IPA thirteen, which is a collab with Aislinn? Can I point you in the direction of their Big Cat Roars, which is a California IPA from Alvarado Street, which is my neighbor's one of my neighbor's favorite breweries, very near to me. Can I point you in the direction of their Radio The Mothership, also a double IPA? They've got plenty to choose from. They, what's really cool is on the site, it's very easy to navigate. They've got you know their limited releases, their core lineup, but a lot of their stuff is collaborations, and so they have all that stuff. And you can also filter out... Like you said, the type of beer, you can look at the artwork um, for each series. Each series has a name. You know, they've got their 1 to 10. They've got, uh, you know, the tattoo series where it's the type of – it's specific to the type of artwork. Uh, they are collecting submitted work from artists all over. Um, you can submit to them to get your artwork and or album cover and or creative whatever on a can. Um, they will pay you for it. Uh, you can do all that through the website and join the list of artists who are participating with Creative Can. And if artwork. one of our listeners gets their artwork on a Collective Arts Can, please let us know. I will go out of my way God. to try and get my hands on that can. Doesn't count if your work is already on a Collective Arts Can. It, well, if it is, you know tell what? Maybe us it does. We'll... Tell us that too. <laughs> tell us that too. Um, we have to go. Uh, we're going to hit our fun topic, as we always do. And, uh, I mean, this this is Gabe's. What, what did you find? <laughs> Remember earlier when I mentioned Fruit Ninja? <laughs> I do. Apparently, it's a thing. So, an Idaho man who was eliminated from America's Got Talent bounced back by breaking a Guinness World Record for... Slicing kiwis with a sword while standing on a balance board. Now, 
I don't know why I found this out. I don't know why I have this information in front of me, but I do, and you're here to listen. So here we go. David Rush is his name. He was on America's Got Talent. Um, So what he did was he was trying to set, basically his talent was like setting world records. And so he wanted to set a world record for ripping the most t-shirts. So him and Terry Crews were just like ripping shirts and he did like 30 something of them. So he got he got knocked off the show and he wanted to bounce back. So he made a video. So he slices 60, I believe it was 67 Kiwis in one minute with a sword while he's standing on like one of those Cirque du Soleil like balance boards. He's just balancing on the so- on the thing and a dude is just throwing him Kiwis and he's just like slice, 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 slice. And... It's it's like epic and weird at the same time. Steven, yes, you had something? Your hand is raised? Why? I knew you were going to ask that. Because it's art and it's theater. I don't know why. Is it either Somebody one of got those bored. things? I, Somebody got bored. Somebody got bored. But like, here's the thing. You can have a Guinness World Record for like almost anything. I know. This is crazy. Like, I can't even believe this exists, but like... You said it's just it I you lose me a little bit more with every clause. It's like this guy won the Guinness World Record for slicing kiwis with a sword while standing on a balance board. Like why is that yeah. even a record? The record should be one and it should come with a question <laughs> after it of why did you even do the first one? <laughs> what the the fuck? rolling 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 Stones called it, why would anyone do this? Yeah, like, it's just so random, and it's so many things. It's like, I got a Guinness World Record for most clicks of a pen while standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon with one foot off while also holding a ball eagle. It's just like so many things stacked on top that it just gets more and more random. And also, that was his talent was ripping t-shirts <laughs> if that's his talent america does not have talent and the show needs to be canceled that's well yeah that's what i'm saying like basically what the judges said to because i watched the little intro video before watching him actually break the world record the, the judges basically were like yeah this is cool but like what are you doing next week and he was like uh and it makes total sense but it's like hey it's so disheartening like it just there's a british version of that show you know what i mean like britain's got talent gave us susan boyle America's Got Talent gave us a guy ripping t-shirts. But that's entertainment nowadays. I have questions for the nation. Yes. Steven, we need to break a world record and it needs to involve beer. What could it be? Oh, That's easy. We'll break the Guinness world record for most for slicing the most beer cans with a sword while standing on a balance board. How many can possibly have been done? I would slice the shit out of beer cans with swords. I would be down for that. Like you just line them all up and then just in a row, just yeah. It doesn't even say he was balancing on the balance board. I mean, I know he was, but we could just put about he was from the video. Just happened to be standing on it. I mean, it's kind of impressive. Like, listen, that balance board alone is pretty impressive. You 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 ever seen Cirque du Soleil? They'd go nuts with that crap. But just who's in charge of that? I mean, if you set out to do that, that means you have to know what the record is before that. So that means there's got to be someone at Guinness <laughs> who, who tried it, who is your I mean, you have to email someone and be like, hey, can you let me know what the record is for the most Kiwis sliced with a sword while standing on a balance board? And then someone had to look that up and write back and be like, it was two. If you do three, you've set a record. It's funny because in the video, like they have. So the guy is throwing them. The Kiwis has like a bunch of them right next to him. And eventually they run out. And they have 10 seconds left. And the guy with the sword is like, oh, my God, like, get more Kiwis. And the guy, like, runs over to get more, but he, like, can't open it and he can't throw them. And then you just hear a guy, like, off camera just be like, yeah, I I think you guys got it. <laughs> like, he straight yeah. up is just like, are we done? Yeah, here? because like, at five, they said it. And at that point, they're just going for bragging rights and no one's ever going to try to break this. Also, this makes me laugh on so many levels that I just am thinking of the Kiwi purchase. Like they had to go to a store and buy the kiwis, so like just buy a that bunch pro- of that kiwis. probably set a record. Who's ever bought a hundred and ten kiwis at once? Checkout ladies <laughs> just scanning them, <laughs> just looking at them like, like what? What are we what having a luau? These- what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like damn, y'all making a pie? Like what are we doing here? 
Uh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so it just goes to show you, if you think you have a talent, you could possibly break a world record. That's all our time. On that Kiwi note, we are going to get out of here. Guys, thank you so much again for joining us for episode round 25. We've done 25 of these damn things, and we're very proud of it. We're 25% and, uh, of the way to doing 100. <laughs> Guys, we've come a long way today. Uh, we've accomplished a lot in the last hour, and, and I would like that to be um, received by all of us. I just want all of us to uh, share in that in cool, this moment, sure. in this safe space. Uh, follow the show, the HO Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a like. All that good stuff. Thank you again. Goodbye. Go Raptors! <laughs>